At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Primetime action here on a Friday. Matt, Kelly, and Femi, and we are in the middle of the Chiefs scoring 14 points against the Vikings. Kirk Cousins was still in the game last time I looked down Femi. It did not look like he's having a ton of success, however. No, I saw him even get sacked by Anthony Hitchens there, the Chiefs middle linebacker. And anytime you see your starting quarterback get sacked in a preseason game, you, you, like you mentioned with the Mahomes running around, mm-hmm. you, you hold your breath just a little bit there. I'm sure Vikings fans had a little bit uncomfortable moment when they saw uh, Cousins hit the turf right there. But, you know, yeah, not a whole lot from that Vikings offense ever since that first drive that led to a field goal there. The Chiefs, they looked like they were in midseason form with Patrick Mahomes. I think he only played two series, eight of nine with two TD passes. So Andy Reid said, all right, we'll take you out. We've seen enough. Uh, I don't need to see you play a full half there. But, um, but yeah, so far so good for this Chiefs team that look like they're ready to go for the regular season. Looking here at some of the other games that are going on around, and again, the Chiefs did play starters. Touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill earlier. Looked looked uh, midseason form for them. A 28-yard reception to Travis Kelsey looked really good as well. Uh, the the Colts and the Lions are playing right now. They started Jacob Eason. Jacob Eason stayed in, goes 10 of 14 for 74 yards. They bring in Sam Ellinger. I don't know. I'm going to have to, want to do some research here. 
Sam Ellinger's already out of the game. Brett Hundley is in the game, so I don't know yeah, if there was sure. an injury or something. I'll, or, I'll try to check it out. I was looking yeah. at that box score, too. I didn't really get that either. Yeah, Ellinger was 3-for-3 three for, three for 63 yards, So, and he was sacked yeah. once, so maybe something on that sack. But, yeah, that must have been uh, some sort of injury pull would be my uh, my guess. There. So we'll, we'll take a look into that. But as we sit right now, the Lions are up in the third quarter, 17-9. to nine. On the Colts, Uh, no Jared Goff in this one. If you were wondering if he was in that game, we do have the Steelers and the Panthers going at it. Dwayne Haskins got the uh, got the nod for the Steelers. Of course, he's trying to win that backup gig there, but so far not so good. Three of nine for twenty-four yards and a pick there for me. Yeah, and you wonder that was this a game that maybe would have given him a chance to take that number two spot over Mason Rudolph with a stat line like that. You're probably not going to yeah. be in that position. I'm, I think he's safe for the roster. We'll see if the Pittsburgh Steelers want to carry two or three quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. My guess would be three given Roethlisberger's age. Uh, you'd always want to have a guy there in that third spot. But on the other side of the sidelines there, Sam Darnold, 19 of 25, 162 yards. So he's not necessarily pushing the ball downfield, but pretty efficient there with two touchdown passes with one to Terrace Marshall and also another one to Robbie Anderson there. So uh, Sam Darnold now maybe getting into the swing of things. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, it's a big year for him under Joe Brady now as an offensive coordinator. So we'll see if he's able to kind of shake the Adam Gase-ness of his play there and, uh, and have a kind of productive year and launch his career. Really? I mean, I know, I know if you're a Panthers fan, you're, you're liking this box score. I mean, DJ Moore, six for 48. Terrace Marshall, three for 43 and a touchdown. Robbie Anderson has found the end zone as well. Chuba Hubbard. Of course, we're not going to see Christian McCaffrey, but I mean, like Chuba Hubbard's in there uh, carrying the ball and also catching out of the backfield. So this is a this is a good box score. Now, it's a preseason game. We don't, yeah. you know, all that being said. But look, I mean, it's still NFL players. This is the thing that we, we say all the time. Yes, it's twos and it's threes. And yeah, some guys that are going to get cut. These are still the very, very best players from every single college football <laughs> yeah. team all assembled into one league. And so, yes, it's it's him going against twos maybe here, but to see this type of production and this type of efficiency, it still has to feel good if you're a Carolina Panthers fan. It feels good for me, Kelly, after I uh, put that over bet in there in week one already. So I'm you know, uh, feeling go. good for the uh, Carolina Panthers and the Jets. I took the over 43 in that game, I felt like the Panthers would be able to score on that Jets uh, pretty poor defense, and I feel like the Jets offense is going to do some things this year. Zach Wilson has looked terrific mm-hmm. in preseason there, so if they can just kind of keep him protected, I know Makai Becton is kind of working himself back into shape is what the reports were saying. Uh, Elijah Vera Tucker has returned to practice, I believe, so if they can get the rookie guard on that left side really ready to go, as long as Zach Wilson is protected, I think he's going to have a heck of a rookie season there. Cause he's got that was, weapons. That, he has weapons. Yeah. And that was kind of the big thing on the draft was that, wow, he has all day to throw at BYU. Mm. What's it going to be like in the NFL once he gets behind the offensive line that's not as good? But if they can protect him, he's already shown that he can find guys who are open. Speaking of that Jets team, uh, no. Zach Wilson tonight. Josh Johnson starting for them. They are trailing the Philadelphia Eagles 14-10 to as we are under two minutes left in the first half. Josh Johnson, 7-8 of for 73 and a touchdown. Joe Flacco goes I mean, what is for this? the Eagles tonight. 7-9 <laughs> uh, of nine for 108 yards and a touchdown. It is primetime action here on VEASAN uh, Flacco. 
I mean, look, touchdown, no picks. He has been sacked a couple of times. But, uh, what is this, the 2012 playoffs? Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah. Super Bowl MVP Flacco decided to show up for an August preseason game. You were looking. Uh, Jalen Rager did has seen the field. So, if we're talking about starters for the Eagles that, that played tonight, it looks like, I mean, although he's kind of a borderline starter for them, he does have a catch. As far as the Jet side of things, doesn't really look, unless Michael Carter wins the running back job, it uh, doesn't look like any of their starters really go going tonight either. So this was kind of a full backup game, and a lot of that might have to do with what you said when you were kind of researching this game. Yeah, the, the, the weather there was really just hor- horrible. Pre, mm-hmm. like Probably about an hour, 90 minutes before kickoff there. The game was delayed by a half hour because it was a torrential downpour. There was a little bit of lightning I think that they were expecting in the forecast. It appears that that system has passed because, mm-hmm. I mean, we're seeing points here in this one that I, at least I was not expecting <laughs> when I placed under 34 hey, and a half. you haven't <laughs> lost yet, you know? Yeah. You, 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 I got a 10-point cushion to go with 30 yeah. minutes of play still you, left. You haven't lost yet. Maybe they decide, all right, let's shut her down here and just start running the ball. Yeah. I mean, or or at least maybe Femi can escape his uh, first week on the show without a loser video. Uh, at least that much. Maybe the clock will run out you know on the what? show. You know what? If this is, so long as this is a low, low, low dollar bet. If we can get the loser video home before he has to leave, I would like. I would, I would like. We only got an hour left in the show, so I mean, like you know, not that I would be rooting against our boy here, but I mean, no. you know, he hadn't experienced a loser video yet. There's nothing like welcome to primetime action like a loser video, like okay. a good quality. You know what? All will be forgiven video. as long as Bryson or Cantlay or one of those guys yes. comes through in the BMW. So all will be forgiven if that happens. But if Kel- not, who knows? Keller, are you sad? What's that? Am are I you sad? sad? Are you sad? Why am I sad? Because this is this is the end of what feels like something that we've been doing for the last three hey, years on man, this show. We, even uh, though the show hadn't even been on for three years. We should have we should have made a graphic of what was going on when we first started this. Because I saw some of the first episodes on YouTube the other day with why we were looking at them. Did you shed a single tear? A just little like, bit. Just to show one, one the, single. The tier Atlanta Hawks were still alive, man. I saw a 150 to one ticket rolling on them. By the way, real quick before we start that, yes. Sam Ellinger did leave the game with a knee injury, so Ooh. somebody can oh. keep an eye on. Yeah. Well, then, that's Not unfortunate. Good. Yes, unfortunate for him. Anyways, Captain Buzzkill's done now. Yeah, all right. All right. So let's transition. <laughs> let's party now. <laughs> into something maybe a little bit more uh, entertaining, and that is uh, 32 teams uh, in 32 shows. Oh, indeed. It is the finale, 32 teams in 32 shows, and we're saving the best storyline, at least yes. it was for the majority of the offseason, for last with the one Green Bay Packers. The Packers last year, the number one seed, went 13-3, and won the NFC North for a second straight year, second all straight year also for the head coach Matt LaFleur, back-to-back 13-3 and seasons, made it to the NFC title game for a second straight season, but lost at home to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 31-26. The offense was outstanding, scoring the most points in the league with 509, was fifth in total yards, had the fewest turnovers with 11 and had the most passing TDs with 48 Aaron Rodgers of course winning the MVP fewest INTs with 5 12 times last season they scored more than 30 points to defense it gave up 13th fewest points with 369 the ninth fewest total yards but forced the 8th fewest turnovers so Matt the Green Bay Packers what is their outlook in 2021 yeah, we look here. It is LaFleur's, Matt LaFleur's third season with the team. Nathaniel Hackett's third season with the team as offensive coordinator. Joe Barry comes in and takes over 
as defensive coordinator. The free agency for this team was really, really light. They didn't really do anything in free agency of note. Um, Devondre Campbell, a linebacker they brought in, a right tackle on Dennis Kelly. But outside of that, it was really will they or will they not have Aaron Rodgers? Will they or will they not trade Aaron Rodgers? And that was kind of the whole story of the offseason for this team. On the draft side of things, First-round pick was corner Eric Stokes, uh, center Josh Myers in the second round, wide receiver Amari Rodgers in the third round. So they finally drafted a wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers, but not until the third round here. Offensive guard Royce Newman in the fourth round. Then they take a defensive tackle in the fifth, a corner in the fifth, another offensive tackle in the in the sixth, linebacker in the sixth, and then a running back in Kylan Hill that you actually said yep. has, has actually been turning some heads. I don't think any of these other middle round guys are really going to get much time this year. They're more depth type guys, maybe even practice squad guys, but you think Kylan Hill might actually be a, a contributor, huh? Yeah, he's a guy that, I mean, I'm not sure how much he will contribute just because it's a loaded backfield to Aaron Jones. Obviously, he's a touchdown machine. Mm. I know they want to get A.J. Dillon going, but Kylan Hill could be a gadget guy, maybe yeah. some special team stuff, yep. as he's an explosive weapon out of Mississippi State. Um, ESPN has this as his sixth-ranked sixth roster as we head into the season. This was the number one overall offense DVOA in football last year. It was the 17th defense, but the number one overall offense DVOA. That being said, Football Outsiders has this as a mean projection of 9.6 wins for this team. So just barely over a winning record for this Packers team. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact of there's a just a division with a couple of teams that are kind of on the up and up that may or may not be able to, to take it to that next level. When you're running these simulations, they take that stuff into account. They have them as a playoff contender 41% of the time, however, which is 9 to 11 wins. And then winning the Super Bowl 6.3 percent of the time sharp football over there has this kind of dead center right 17th as far as strength of schedule goes so right in the middle of the pack so not a hard schedule not an easy schedule just kind of an average schedule there and they are projected at 10.5 wins over there pro football focus they have this team power ranked fifth heading into the season but they have them as the highest projection of 11.2 wins for this uh, Packers team. The offensive line, middle of the pack again here, mainly because their center, Corey Lindsley, who has been an absolute stud, one of the very best centers in all of football, is gone. He was the league's best graded center last year, and he is on another team. David Bakhtiari, absolute stud. However, he's the best pass-blocking guard in all of the NFL, and he has been for the past three seasons. So uh, he's coming back off of injury as well, but it does look like he's going to be good to go. At the right tackle position, looks like it might be Billy, Billy Turner's job after Rick Wagner left there for this team. So a little bit Turner's kind of a middling tackle. So, I mean, there, there's stuff going on here with this offensive line. Josh Myers is a rookie who's going to have to fill in at center, which is not great because, again, Typically rookie offensive lineman. It takes him a year to kind of get to kind of get going here. So just overall, you see why this is kind of a middling group as opposed to a, by the way, a top three group last year mm -hmm. overall as far as how that graded out on the defensive line. Kind of middle of the pack as well heading into the season. You've got Zedaria Smith, who's awesome. You've got Kenny Clark, who's awesome. They're both top 10 at their position whenever we look at it, how they've graded out over the last couple of seasons. But then after that, you've got Rashawn Gary, who has just really not lived up to the hype after coming out of college. I mean, a guy that had so, so, so much steam coming out of college and really has not lived up to any of that since he's been in the NFL. They're going to need some big-time improvement 
out of him if this defensive line is actually going to be a big-time force for this team or if it's just going to be kind of an average middle-of-the-pack type deal, which, again, this is where this is why I think that this Packers team is fairly interesting as we go in a middling, middle-of-the-pack offensive line, middling, middle-of-the-pack defensive line. So what happens about the secondary? Well, at least the secondary should be a very big strength for this team. One of the things we do know, if the defensive line can at least get a little bit of pressure, it helps out the secondary. And when you have a secondary that's led by Jair Alexander at corner, you got Adrian Amos at safety. They are both inside the top two at their positions in war, which is wins above replacement level player. So we are talking two absolute studs that they have in the secondary. The real question with the secondary comes at the other safety position in the other corner position because Darnell Savage, who was better in year two than he was in his rookie season, but that doesn't say much. He was really bad in his rookie season. He did take a step in year two, but he is not anywhere close to even being above average so far in his career. So they're going to need more consistent play out of him. And then really, who's going to start at this other corner spot? Because they re-signed Kevin King, but they drafted Eric Stokes in the first round. So Kevin King, who has been, again, another big disappointment, a guy that, you know, super highly touted coming in the NFL, really has never lived up to, to his hype either. They re-sign him, but then they draft Eric Stokes in the first round. So is it going to be King on the other side? Is it going to be Stokes? That's what we'll figure out whenever we get around to week one. So the, this the two definite big-time pluses for this secondary and then two big-time question marks could leave this kind of a an interesting defense as we move into the season here. On the offensive side of the ball, Aaron Rodgers is back. Devontae Adams is back. Aaron Jones is back. I don't really think I need to tell you much more than that. I mean, this was one of the more pass-heavy teams in the league. They passed 56.1% of the time in situation-neutral early downs, which was eighth in the league, which is a good thing because this is the way that the league has changed and, and the, the way that the calls are going. You should be passing more in situation-neutral early down situations. And so the Packers been ahead of that trend. You got Aaron Rodgers. You got Devontae Adams. You got Aaron Jones. I mean, this is this offense, when you think about it, now, who's going to be that secondary receiver? That is still who yeah. who is going to fully step up and be that secondary receiver? Because basically, when I say who's going to be that secondary receiver, Aaron Rodgers has just kind of had to pick and choose who's going to be the secondary receiver. It's like, okay, this guy is playing good today, so you, Alan Lazard, are now going to be this. Exactly. Or you, Marcus Valdez-Scantling, are going to be the secondary can someone just step up and be the weekend, week out? I am the number two guy who's going to produce consistently, not drop balls and get open and stuff like that. And if they can get that, then probably they can come close to. I don't think they're going to replicate what they did last year, but I think at least come close. That offensive line, again, it's going to be not as good. And so there's something that we have to glean from that that, like, yes, as good as Aaron Rodgers is, and as good as Devontae Adams is, and all the things like that, if the offensive line isn't as good, if he's facing more pressure, if they're in his face more often, he's getting hit more often, then there's likely to be a step back taken here for, for this team. And so for me, I like the Vikings in this division, I think, a little bit more than a lot of people do. Um, that being said, I do believe that the Packers are rightfully the favorite here. That win total of 10 is pretty interesting. Of course, 17-game season, that would be a 10-7 and season as a push. So I think that that's probably right on as well. I think that being said, I think probably 
on that win total at 10, Femi, I don't know what you think, but that's probably like your worst case scenario is a push, unless again, unless you lose Aaron Rodgers or whatever. But like, I mean, you know, 10 and 7 for this team seems maybe like a worst case scenario. Yeah, I mean, it almost feels like with that win total, it's like the odds makers have been trying to jump the gun on people trying to sell high yeah. on this Green Bay team. I know after the 2019 season, there were a popular fade heading into 2020. Everyone says, oh, look how many close games they won. You know, this team, Aaron Rodgers, isn't that great? The offensive line stepped up, Matt LaFleur, and they, they, they really kind of were more in sync in 2020, able to replicate it and win 13 games again. So it almost feels like it's the odds makers looking at, hey, we know that you guys have been looking to fade this team. We know it. And now we're just going to cut you off. And instead of giving you a 10 and a half or an 11 win total for you to go under, they give you that 10 where it's like, I'm having a hard time envisioning Aaron Rodgers, if he stays healthy, yeah. only going nine and eight in a 17 game season. So it's, I know the uncertainties and I've, you brought the offensive lineup, which is what I wanted to ask you about. Mm-hmm. That's such a big component of their team last year. The fact that that's just kind of a little bit in flux. I mean, Bakhtiari, we expect him to come back to form. But will but he? But, but, I mean, yeah, coming off of a major knee injury, like, with these offensive linemen, that's the deal. Like, so, he's so good that even 90% of him is better be, than most of whatever. Yes. But, like, but that being said, it's even, okay, so he's 10% down. You lose the best center in the game. Yeah. Now you're having to start a rookie, by the way, at a, at a center position. Like, there are, there are question marks that I think people just are looking at this going, oh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is back. Everything's going to be perfectly fine. And like, you got to look under the hood sometimes with this. Yeah, stuff like this. And, and you really do have to look under the hood because I mean, I know there's been a lot of talk about the NFC West teams, the Rams, the 49ers, but this Packers team, they were right there in the NFC title game. But like you mentioned, all these things kind of working against them in 2021, it might not come to fruition. Now on the other yeah. side of the ball for defense, I mean, sometimes just changing the scheme can help guys get better. I know Preston Smith has talked about how he's kind of changed his body. Yeah. He was really fell off in 2020. Maybe he can get back to that 2019 form when it was the Smith brothers with him and Zadarius yeah. Smith. Maybe the for Kevin King and for Darnell Savage, maybe this Joe Barry scheme is a little bit better than the Mike Pettin scheme. Yeah. Who knows how that kind of plays out? Yeah, you look and, and the secondary is, is interesting too because Yes, Jai Alexander is absolutely phenomenal. Lockdown corner as good as they get. But you look in this division, okay, yes, with the Bears, he can follow Allen Robinson all over the field, and he can do that. But look at this Vikings team. He's going to have to pick his poison, right? Yes, he can follow Jefferson, but then you have the, but then you have Thielen. He can follow Thielen, but then you have Jefferson. So like, there's he can only cover one of those guys. Whenever we kind of look at how this is going to play out here, and so you start to start you start to kind of piece this together to where if things don't click completely there is at least a chance that this could start to you know I'm not going to say the wheels come off but like we're saying a 10 and 7 ish season they could leak some oil yeah like a 10 and 7 ish season which again probably would be good enough to have them in the wild card picture would probably be good enough to at least get them you know in, in in fighting for one of those spots right there but I think that there is an opportunity for for the Vikings team in this in this division. Now, do you think any of the Aaron Rodgers saga stuff from the offense? Do you think any of that seeps its way into the regular season and maybe has kind of just a, a weird feeling, especially if things don't start off how they have the last yeah. two years with them kind of getting out to fast start? Yeah, I mean, I thought about that as well. I mean, Aaron Rodgers seems like kind of the all business type guy to me, and so like he might be funny in interviews and stuff and all <laughs> that, but like I think like he's just going to step on the field and be kind of all business, but I do believe this is his last season in yeah, Green Bay for sure. I, I got to admit that thought has creeped into my mind uh, before too, Femi, especially with the with him complaining about all of the the cultural problems at Green Bay and the front office issues and stuff. 
I, I don't. What, what if the season doesn't start off well, and like for whatever reason he perceives that that that's only gotten worse? Like I, I don't. I don't know. It does feel like they're the Green Bay is what, maybe the one of the most volatile as far as where they could end up in the season. Where I, I feel like somehow that could snowball into a disaster if it starts starts off bad, or they could be incredible like they were last year. I, I don't really know. It's very interesting to me, though, like it, it, the Aaron Rodgers thing. It's like, so we'll look at this passing total, right? At 45, 50 and a half. I mean, that is just a massive amount of yards here, again, for a team that has one alpha receiver, a shaky offensive line, and really nobody to be counted on if anything were to happen to Devontae Adams. So, you know, again, I lean to the under there. Am I willing to bet it and bet against Aaron Rodgers? Probably not. Nope, not going to find me doing that. (laughs) But it is a pretty big lean to the under there for me just because, again, there's a lot of things going against this team I think people aren't really taking into account. We'll run down the full scoreboard here on the other side. It is primetime action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. No read here. It is primetime action here on a Friday. Matt, Kelly, Femi, and we are going in. Listen, Femi, here's the thing. Here's mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah. If you're going to lose your 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 preseason bet here. Give it, it, to, me, give it, it to me early. At least at least have it be on a 10-year-old, like a flash blast, blast from the past, 10 years ago version of Joe Flacco. I mean, it's, it's Football Friday is now Flashback Friday <laughs> because Joe Flacco, the touchdown pass he just threw right before halftime, he gets a little bit of pressure, breaks out to the right. I mean, this is the same Joe Flacco that's looked like a statue since about 2016 and then finds a receiver down the sideline, breaks my heart once again. 21-10 is our score. I bet under 34 and a half. So you're gonna need to run pure. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna need to run real pure uh-huh. in the third quarter. He's got a he's got a what a 15 minute halftime clock that brings us about 6:40. He's got 16 minutes of showtime to sweat for a touchdown to occur. Let's I mean, try to get out of here without that loser video yeah, hitting. We're trying. I might have to make a call to the officials out there, get a running <laughs> clock going. That's that's probably my only chance of getting this under home. Kelly, what do we look like across uh, across across baseball? Yeah, baseball. We got uh, Rays up on the Orioles at a six to two in the top of the ninth inning already. Man, that game's moved along quickly. Uh, the Phillies on top of the Diamondbacks, two to nothing. That game in the top of the sixth. Cardinals up on the Pirates, 4-2, top of the seventh. Cardinals minus 210 live. Pirates plus 170 and eight and a half live total. Indians up on the Red Sox, 3-1 in the top of the eighth. Indians minus 600 live. Red Sox plus 420 and five and a half is the live total shaded heavily to the under. Uh, Reds all over the Marlins, 6-0 in that game in the top of the ninth inning. The Nationals up on the Mets, 2-1, bottom of the sixth. Nationals minus 120 live, Mets minus 110, six and a half total. Uh, Tigers up on the Blue Jays, two to one in the bottom of the eighth inning. Tigers minus 120 live, Blue Jays minus 110, and four and a half your total shaded heavily to the under. Uh, Giants on top of the Braves, four to two. That game has resumed. It wasn't a rain delay. Um, Giants minus 150 live, Braves plus 120 and ten and a half the live total. Astros and Rangers still scoreless into the bottom of the fourth inning. The Twins up 2-0 on the Brewers in the bottom of the fourth. Uh, Twins minus 200 live. Brewers plus 165 and 8.5 your live total. Cubs all over the White Sox 6-1 in the bottom of the third. Uh, Cubs minus 500 live. White Sox plus 375 and 14.5 your live total. 
The Colts have tied it up against the Lions, if you care at all about that preseason game. 17 all in that one. We did say Sam Ellinger left that one with an injury. Apparently, Sam Tevy, an offensive lineman, left that game with an injury as well. It was carted off for this Colts team. So things are not going well for them on an injury front. But they did tie it up with the uh, Detroit Lions, 17-all. Again, not worth us really reading you anything out of this because no starters really played for either team. Now, if you do want to see some stuff that has some impact perhaps on the season, 24 nothing in favor of the Panthers over the Steelers. More from the quarterback play and more from who's getting some work and stuff like that, Dwayne. Dwayne Haskins, who, as we mentioned, trying to win that backup job there for the Steelers to be the number two behind Ben Roethlisberger. Four of 11 for 29 yards. Jeez. Oh, man. No I, touchdowns and a pick, and we are 8.30 left in the third quarter. I just I just started digging into this box score more when I saw those stats. The Steelers have three first downs in this game. The time of possession difference is 25-35 for the Panthers uh, versus 10-46 for the Steelers. Yeah, I mean, listen, we might not have we might not have all the starters out there, but I mean, Chase Claypool has one catch in this game, so he was at least out there for a little yeah. while. So I mean, like you at least had him. That total total yards, total yards, three hundred and nineteen to seventy four. That's not what you want there. I mean, it, it, one of the on the positive note. P.J. Walker continues to play pretty well yeah. in this preseason. Sounds like Carolina has found themselves a reliable backup. I mean, he even started a game last year. I know when Teddy Bridgewater got mm. hurt and stuff like that, he even came in relief in another game. So, four of six, 65 yards for, for P.J. Walker. So, yeah, I mean, Panthers, again, a reliable, Panthers, reliable look, QB too. Darnold, 19 and 25 for 162, and then P.J. Walker adds another 65 yards as he comes in. And as we mentioned, you know, you're getting a touchdown out of Robbie Anderson. You're getting six catches out of D.J. Moore. You're getting three catches and a touchdown out of Terrace Marshall. So I, uh, I think if you're a Panthers fan, you're you're taking it with a grain of salt because, yeah. yes, it is the preseason. But you got to feel pretty good about what you see right I, here. I mean, Panthers, I mean, this one closed minus four. And if you're a Panthers backer, you're probably looking a little happy right now as they lead 24 to nothing. The Steelers showing no life of doing anything remotely positive on the offensive side of the ball. Kirk Cousins' night is over. He finishes five of seven for 57 yards. Jake Browning is in the game for them now. And uh, Patrick Mahomes, 8 of 9 for 117 and two touchdowns as he started out for the Chiefs in that one. We will go over the BMW Championship. It isn't quite complete round two quite yet, but we do have updated odds, and we'll see where we sit. Is there any bets still to be made? Primetime action. Now that the NFL preseason is, uh, well, about over, it's a perfect time for you to huddle up to VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide. The guide's only $19.99 and available now. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Head over to VEASAN.com slash subscribe right now. There's a free trial option that you can also get in on. You can sign up for the newsletter, which is free every single day. So there's all kinds of things that you can do over at vcin.com. I highly suggest one go and do that, Femi. Always always some good nuggets in there, from the, especially the newsletter. You get some, I mean, you might even get some plays. You get some tips and all that stuff. The betting guide, of course, 
filled with a lot of good information to get you set here for the football season. Oh, man, I'm looking at I'm like Bill Eighty just sent out the uh, the weekend update newsletter uh, hey a few minutes ago. It's got about a billion plays in here. I think it's got the whole staff's NFL futures, all of Matt Brown's uh, that he's made throughout the offseason here, all oh. the college football plays everybody's on the network has for the weekend. Wait a second. I, I, my stuff's in something? Yeah, man, you're in there. You, <laughs> in made, the new, you made the newsletter, bro. Uh, I made the newsletter? You made the newsletter, The man. eye in the sky has been watching you. <laughs> Apparently, everybody in VEASAN is on Illinois plus, plus seven. That's what I'm so scared about. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm on Nebraska. I, I mean... I'm doing it. That it's, was Felica the other night. That was his. He favorite. said. He said it was wasn't even close. Yeah, he said that was by far his favorite bet yeah. of the weekend was Nebraska <laughs> minus seven. So yeah. now, I don't know if it's always the most sound logic to be like everyone's on this side, so I'm on the other one. But I mean, I'm getting kind of close in this uh, Big Ten game. It's, right it's a natural reaction uh, for betters yeah. very often. Yeah. I mean, look. I, I if there if I already have my one bet now, so maybe I'll make a second bet. I mean, there Kenny gave us one. I'm going to sweat a first half bet, apparently. First half Fresno. Yes. I forgot which game it was, but I'm glad you reminded me. Yes. That's it. First even, half Fresno. Even better. You want to have to watch it. Yes. First just, half Fresno. Just watch the account grow. First <laughs> half Fresno. I guarantee you we're not going to be able to find it here in Vegas, but for anybody out there in the DraftKings ju- jurisdictions, uh, I would look for player props on whoever a Fresno State's running back is that he said yeah. would go for 150 yards in the first half. That might, An over on his uh, rushing yards tomorrow <laughs> might be a good idea. We will not have that available here. You're right. No, yes, it'll be, I yes, will bet elsewhere. you whatever yes. you want, Matt Brown, that we cannot bet that here. <laughs> but like, elsewhere. In a yes, land. Elsewhere, go and yes, and do whatever. Uh, round two got suspended. Only a few guys are still uh, yet to complete their round. Some notables, though. John Rahm being one, Sam Burns being one, and Abraham Answer being one, who are all up up at the top of the leaderboard here. But the story of the day, Bryson DeChambeau goes 12 under, had a chance at the 59, missed about a five and a half, six footer there at the uh, 18th, but finishes with a 60. So he goes 68-60 over the first two rounds to lead this tournament at 16 under. Patrick Cantlay, not to be outdone, goes 66-63 with a nine under today to get to 15 under. John Rahm, as we mentioned, was still three holes to play. He sits at 15 under. He's been seven under through 15 holes. Then we get to the 12 under pack of Sun J.M. and Sergio Garcia. Then the 11 under is Hudson Swafford and Sam Burns and the other double digit guys out there. Rory McIlroy who only goes two under. Kind of an up and down round for him today. Only goes two under to get to uh, to back up his 64 with a 70. And then Abraham Answer, who still has a couple of holes left to play as well. He is still sitting at 10 under um, the Bryson round. I know you were sweating it. I was sweating yep. it. Listen, if you talk about, I mean, we hear about guys in, in the NBA getting in the zone and they talk about the, the bucket looking like that. It's, you know, gigantic. And we see, you know, different stuff like this in other sports, but Bryson, I think today was as close to being in the zone as I've seen a golfer in, in quite some time. I mean, I mean, everything, the driver, the iron, the putty, every single aspect of the game was absolutely phenomenal. And um, you you see how bad you are at golf when you watch these other guys <laughs> golf because, like, the way he's spinning this ball and you, the club head speed you have to have to be able to generate that type of spin and do that and be able to hit those type of shots into these greens, absolutely unbelievable. And he sits with a one-stroke lead as we head into round three. Yeah, yesterday we talked about it being a scorable course, and Bryson was five under through five holes. 
So anytime you start mm-hmm. around like that, going birdie, birdie, par, eagle, birdie, I mean, he's really just set the tone right off of there, shooting a 29 on that front nine right there. I mean, it was just a fantastic round. Every, it was just pin hunting. All those those approach shots were unbelievable. On the 11th, another birdie. Ends with an eagle on 16 right there. I mean, the, the his worst shot of the day might have been the last or the second to last one there when he had a chance to birdie and he missed that five-and-a-half-foot putt. That would have given him a 59 on the day. But, I mean, it's an unbelievable round from Bryson who – is prone to putting these types of oh, rounds yeah. together. Like it, it's it's tricky sometimes with him putting together all four just because of how he goes about things. But when he's in the zone, he is right up there with the best golfers in the world. Kelly, what was my text to you today about this is the worst? I said that this is the worst spot to be in in golf betting. Oh yeah, because you never Bryson having to close one out for you. It <laughs> is it is the worst spot to be in golf betting because he can follow up this sixty with a seventy like nobody's business. Oh yeah, yeah. and then you know add in the fact that John Rahm's one stroke well, back from him currently. If we look at these up, yeah, we look at these updated odds, and you're going to say, what? Well, wait, wait a minute, why is Rahm still a favorite? Well, John Rahm's only one stroke off the lead, and he still has three holes to play, yep. so he is likely to be. And he's on the par five. I was going to say yeah. he is likely to be right there or surpassed because he's got a five left still to play. So, uh, Rom likely to be tied for the lead as we head into round three, if not even better. So, plus 150 on John Rom, plus 250 on Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Cantlay at four to one, Sung JM down to 25. So, this is the drop off here Rom 150, yeah. DeChambeau 250, Cantlay four to one, then Sung J, Sergio, Rory, all like 25, 25, 28, Sam Burns 35. Um, Abraham answer 45, Xander 50, and then everybody else triple digits after that. And look, probably rightfully so, because we've seen yeah. that this, ho- this course is massively scorable. And with all of those guys above and as big of a lead as they do have, I do understand why those odds get kind of wonky right there. But man, you start to look and you got like, you're like, man, Xander Shoffley is 50 to yeah. one. I know. You're like, yeah. Xander Shoffley's 50 to one. Matt, like, there, there's, a, there's a couple long shots I think. He's, I'm so, be he's seven right. strokes off. I get it. But it's like we've it's, seen, uh, you you've know. seen guys go low. When you've seen guys go low, you can't really count anybody out. I mean, and yes, you're going further back. The one that was catching my eye, I already got a bet on the guy. But DJ, I mean, he is. Wow. Eighth in the field tee to green. He's losing on the he's losing on the on the with the putter right now in this tournament. 130 to one. I already got a bet on him. I mean he's he's nine shots off the lead, but I mean he's a guy that can go super low any one of these days. I'm gonna throw a few bucks on that. Yeah, as far as, as adding for me, I'm added out. I have this leaderboard blanketed outside of John Rahm, so he's probably gonna win. So uh, <laughs> it'll be a sad, sad Sunday for me, but uh Outside of that, I just can't. Uh, I can't add anything else. I'm just going to pray that it's anybody but John Rom because I will have so much self-loathing if it is, in fact, John Rom. Joe Sheehan talks some baseball here on the other side. Primetime action.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now is the perfect time to start planning your football contest strategy in the VEASAN Pro Football Guide's a perfect way to start. Our VEASAN experts have won major football contests around Las Vegas, and our guide will give you insight on against-the-spread contests as well as survivor pools to give you the winning edge. You can download VEASAN NFL Guide today for only $19.99 or... 
Get the VEASAN All Access subscription. Get everything we offer for the entire football season. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Let's talk to Joe Sheehan. He's the owner and proprietor of the Joe Sheehan Baseball Newsletter and JoeSheehan.com. Thanks for joining us, my man. What's going on, man? Well, we're, uh, we're trying to make heads or tails of what's going to happen in this baseball season, and, and we figure that you can be of uh, some assistance here with all of this. I mean, mainly, one of the questions I want to, uh, to, to reveal to everybody listening is, is this Padres team going to uh, continue on the way that they are? Are they going to miss the playoffs? Are they going to blow this thing? What do you think about this Padres team overall and in general? I think they still have a talent edge on the Reds. They've had a lot of pitching injuries. They fired uh, Larry Rothschild, their pitching coach, but largely because the pitchers had been uh, hurt. And I don't think that's necessarily fair to Rothschild, but Jace Tingler seemed to want a new voice out there. Uh, a lot of it's going to depend on, you know, can they get Paddock back? Is Hugh Darvish going to stay in the rotation for the rest of the year? It's really more about health than anything else. Uh, I think that on a talent basis, I would expect them to beat out the Reds. One of the big factors here, those guys, is that, you know, the Reds have this very soft schedule coming in, while the Padres still have a lot of games with the Giants and Dodgers. So that could swing it to the Reds. I, if, you, if I'm putting money on it, I'm going to still go with the Padres because of that really fantastic offense, because of Fernando Tatis Jr., who's a true superstar. But it's probably a coin flip at this point. I think the odds reflect that. Joe, you just mentioned Fernando Tatis Jr. as a superstar. He is the odds-on favorite to be the NL MVP. Now, the Padres, you believe that they can get out of this slump, but if they don't, does that kind of open the door for some of these other NL MVP contenders, maybe a Max Muncy, a Freddie Freeman, or, or one of these other guys, maybe even Joey Votto out there in Cincinnati? In recent years, there's been a real emphasis on team performance in the BBWAA's MVP voting. And because it's a close race, if, if it's a big, if Tatis had played the entire season healthy, I think he would have run away with it. Possibly if Jacob deGrom had played the whole season healthy, he would have run away with it. But because of the missing time now, it does bring some of these other guys in. And when you look at the emphasis on team performance, you know, I look at Freddie Freeman, who's you know, hit well during this. Well, he, he had it well. He slumped a little bit lately. But he's going to get credit if the Braves were to win this division without Ronald Acuna Jr. Not sure Votto is going to be able to beat him that. It comes down to the two veteran first basemen. I think Freeman has the edge here. Uh, but I, from what we've seen in the voting pool, the team performance is going to matter. So, yeah, you make a great point. If the Padres were to get beaten out by the Reds, we could see a real split vote. I go back to the 95 uh, NL vote. Uh, Larkin, Bichette, Greg Maddox, and Mike Piazza all got number one votes. And I want to say Larkin won in a very split vote. It could be that kind of year. Joe, looking at the NL West, we are sitting here with the with the Giants who have you know held on to this lead all season long. They still have a two and a half game lead. The odds to win the NL West are the Dodgers minus one seventy, the Giants plus one twenty. So you are still getting plus money this late in the game on a team that is leading and has been leading all season long. Of course, we know yes, there's Scherzer, yes, there's Bueller. Outside of that, with his Dodgers pitching staff, Urias is is uh, hit and miss. And then you know who is four, who is five. Do you think that this Giants team eventually eventually gets run down by the Dodgers, or do you think at plus money there's at least enough of a chance that they hold on that it's still a bet to be made? Minus seventy and plus twenty, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I don't think there's any value in either one of those numbers. Um, I still have the Dodgers edging them out. They're two and a half back now. Both these teams are playing out of their minds. The Dodgers are 18-4 and four in August, and they only made up a half game. 
in this race. Uh, the Giants just keep going out there, winning these games late with rallies, with big home runs. They lead the league in home runs. It's not something any of us would have predicted. Uh, that Giant, that, excuse me, that Dodgers run prevention, though, is absolutely fantastic, and they pair it with the great offense. So they've got a plus, what is it, 230 run differential at this point, far and away the best in baseball. Um, I, I think the Dodgers will win. I don't think there's any value in minus 70, though. The, the AL East, Joe, is really looking like it's kind of – it's condensing a little bit because the Yankees are on this hot streak of winning 12 straight games, but the Rays trying to stave them off. looks like they're going to win tonight. I believe they did already win tonight. Uh, any chance of this New York team – is it too little too late for them, or could, might they be able to chase down Tampa Bay in the AL East? Yeah, the Rays did somehow manage to squeak by the uh, Orioles tonight. So uh, I'm sure they had, to, they had to sweat that one out. Um, you know, this is the best the Yankees have played all year, and they're still four games out. I look at the depth of that uh, Rays staff. You know, they got six innings out of Shane McClanahan tonight, but they can go out and put a starter on the mound for four. They can have a bullpen game. They can use an opener. They just have so much incredible depth pitching-wise. And they signed David Robertson. They're going to be getting some guys who have been injured off the disabled list. I mean, they have, they're going to have on most nights 13 average to above-average pitchers. And there are a whole lot of teams that can say that. Uh, I think you look at the last, last series of the season. The Yankees will host the Rays. Those are the only head-to-head games those two teams have. I think it will be settled by then. I, I expect the Rays to keep that four or more game lead before going into that last weekend so those games aren't meaningless. But if you're the Yankees, all you're trying to do now is get it to three with three to play. Joe, you've got the you've got the Giants, you've got the Dodgers, you've got the Astros, you have the White Sox, the Rays, the Yankees. Who, in your opinion, is actually just the best team in baseball? Uh, I said it before, I'll say it again, the Dodgers. Even with the injuries to the pitching staff, and no, I think one of the big hinge factors here, guys, is what they get out of Kershaw the rest of the season. He's going to come back in mid-September. Is he going to be able to start in every playoff series healthy? Can he work deep into a game? That's what we're going to learn over the season's last three weeks. Um, but still, you look at Scherzer, you look at Bueller. There is not a one-two in baseball that's better than those two guys. They would have a significant starting pitching advantage over just about every other team in baseball. And then again, you look at that offense. Remember, they've played. They have, the Dodgers haven't been healthy all year. I mean, the Dodgers literally haven't put their best team on the field all year. They're going to get Mookie Betts back, you know, get him healthy. Betts-Turner at the top of the lineup is also the best one-two in baseball. So you just have this ridiculous batting order. You have this ridiculous rotation. You know, the bullpen, I think we're always going to sweat. Kenley Jansen. He found four miles per hour that had been missing this year. That's been a huge gain for them at the back end. But getting to Jansen, you're still a little bit nervous with the Dodgers, whether it's trying and, uh, you know, they use David Price out of the bullpen on occasion. Uh, Bruce DeGratterall is actually getting the opener slot tonight. You know, can he turn into a weapon at the back end? So I think the bullpen, as it was last year, as it seems like it's every year for the Dodgers, is going to be the question mark. But still, if I'm putting money down on one team to win the World Series today, it's still them. What about the AL side then? I mean, we've got the Astros who have been pretty much in control of that division uh, since the beginning. Um, we've got the White Sox that just seem to get stronger. Of course, they get Eloy Jimenez back. They get Robert back. And then you mentioned the Rays who just seem to continue to do it every single year. And then the, and the Yankees with this, with this streak here. What, what are we looking at on the AL side? 
the Astros and White Sox aren't getting a whole lot of attention right now just because the races aren't that close. The Astros up five and a half, the White Sox up nine. Uh, both those teams are, are going to be dangerous, especially now. You know, they're going to be getting healthy. Bregman's back to the Astros. You look at the, the White Sox, who had a long stretch of injuries, but Robert's back, Jimenez is back. There's money. Grandal's going to be coming back. We're going to see the best versions of these teams in September and in October. Now you've got the White Sox already kind of manipulating some of their playing time, get, get guys some rest. They're basically already setting themselves up for the playoffs. As much as I respect both those teams, though, and I think there's more depth in the American League, I just I can I come back to that Rays team. They play defense. It's the it's a stronger offensive team than they've had in, in other years, in part because of the rookie Wander Franco so had that long on base streak, and it comes down to that pitching, guys. There's just not another team in baseball that will have on their playoff roster that many good pitchers. And we watched them last year, short starts, going to that bullpen. I think they're going to be able to execute that same plan, just keep bringing these live arms out of the pen, especially on a playoff schedule where you're rarely playing more than two days in a row. That, that, that is an advantage for a team that has that many live arms. So I'm looking at it from here, guys. You know, we had it last year. It's what I predicted in April. And sitting here in August, I still think we're going to have Dodgers-Rays rematch. Hey, Joe, real quick here. In the AL wildcard race, we have Boston and Oakland. They've kind of stumbled a little bit post-All-Star break and trade deadline. Seattle's come on as late, but they have a tough schedule. What do you make of that race there real quick? Who's that number two wildcard team in the American League? A little concerned about the A's uh, offense. They're just a very thin offensive team, but I like the rotation. I love their bullpen, especially with going out and getting uh, some of the guys they got at the trade deadline. I think the A's end up edging out the Red Sox. But then, unfortunately, probably succumbing to, to Garrett Cole and the Yankees in the wild card game. Go and subscribe to the Joe Sheehan newsletter and also visit joesheehan.com. He is Joe Sheehan. Thanks for the time, my friend. Thanks, fellas. Yeah, I mean, you look at this this Mariners team. We we said they're just they've been a tough out, but I just don't know. Whenever you look at these other teams, I mean, obviously yeah. on paper they're just they're not their talent wise. They don't have the horses. Other, yeah, yeah, no. they're just not their talent wise with these other and teams. And took a bad loss last night to Kansas City. You know, they gave up five runs, I believe, in the sixth inning. Um, so that's a game that you want to win, especially with what's coming up for this Mariners team on the schedule. It's very difficult. Can't drop games to teams who are below five hundred. Kelly, should we just go ahead and he can't win? <laughs> so no, he can no, only I, lose. Eagles got a field goal. Yeah, I have the hook. I have 34 and a half. Oh, so I'm hanging and a half. on by oh, a hook. Man, I wanted to get him this. <laughs> We're not firing an early loser video. That is just mean. It's that not, is just oh. Yeah, it, it might have a chance. We'll see. I thought it was I thought it was 34 flat, and I was like, he can't win. <laughs> he can only lose, and we have a quarter and a half left. Uh, like, believe me, I was keeping an eye on that while we were talking to Joe. I was like, oh, what's going on here? But uh, we're sitting there. The hook is saving me as of this moment. We'll see how long that lasts. Femi, it's been a fun two days, man. I'm glad it to has. have you, man. It was awesome. And uh, we are – I will say that I'm really, really hoping the next 30 seconds there's a pick six or something in this in this game where we can – a loser video here. Tell the guys at the nightcap they yeah. might go on a little late. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Can we just postpone? We'll come off at 7.05 today if at all possible so we can get Femi his first. Uh, uh, thanks to Kenny White for joining us again. His play was a first half on Fresno and said he had a pretty decent lean to Illinois as well, yeah, right? Also to UCLA first half as well for the Bruins. So if you like UCLA, maybe play it first half. If you want to get some, some quick weeks, sweats. Yeah, if you want to get some week zero action. You know, I think I will just to have a little bit of a sweat. You know, I will. To have, to, it's it's yeah. a holiday. To have, yeah, exactly. <laughs> to have a little bit of a sweat. For Femi, for Femi, for Kelly, I'm Matt. See you guys next week.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.